Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. Hey, what's going on, middle school? How y'all doing? Hey, did you guys just leave small group and you did like a Bible study? Y'all study God's word real quick, right? Did y'all get y'all? Did y'all enjoy that? Good, good, good. Let me go ahead and tell you the purpose behind why we uh, why we're doing that. Um, one reason why, man, is because our team that we have for JSM, our desire, man, is for you to grow closer to God, and so you can rightly divide God's word, even as teenagers. The other reason why is because um, several weeks ago we did a survey. You guys remember the surveys that we did? Yeah, put different. You put you put your name on it, but different ideas. And several of you mentioned that you wanted to know how to study God's word. So, because you want to know that, um, we want to equip you to be able to do that, so that you can do that on your own. Um, so, what's going to happen is this: um, in service, if you have social media, you have Instagram. Um, several posts have been posted that if you take notes in service. Show your small group leader the notes that you are taking. Uh, your small group leader, in turn, will text me. Your name will grow into a drawing that we will do a drawing November 18th, which is the last Wednesday before Thanksgiving, to receive a gift card um, from JSM. The gift card can be anywhere between, I told high school, anywhere between $50 to $75. I'm going to tell you guys the same thing. So... If you want an opportunity to win a gift card, what do you need to do? Take notes, take notes, take notes. That's not, I know some of you may take notes on your phone. That doesn't mean that you text your friend the notes so your friend can enter the contest. That means you need to take your own notes. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into this. High school just went through this, man. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of information that I'm about to throw at you. Don't get bored, I promise you, man. In the end, I'm going to show you how to do it, and then we're going to do it all together as a group. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for an opportunity to be here with these wonderful leaders and these wonderful students. We ask even right now, in the name of Jesus, God, that your presence will be in this place as we just um, go through your word and we talk about studying your word. Thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy. Pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So in 2 Timothy chapter, um, chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, the Bible talks about, uh, I know, where is Eber? Where's Eber? Come on, Eber. Eber, you're going you're gonna to get to read it right now. I'm going to let you read this one real quick. Um, let's see if we have a mic over here that Eber possibly can use. We have a mic that Eber can use. If I get Justin to turn the mic on real quick for me. How you doing, Eber? I'm good. I'm let you read this one right here. Everybody tell Eber hello. Hello. All right. Nobody else is allowed to call him Eber other than. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Eber, you're gonna read what's on the screen there, man. Can you do that? Yes. Eber got these gloves on. Yes. Are we good? Okay. We gotta figure out what mic you got. Um, it's just. It's, yo. 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 All right. Here we go. All right, Eber, there you go, man. Uh, right. so I read on You're going to read right there, dude. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, 
for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for, or for every work, every good work. Good job, good job, good job. I did it. You did it, man. You guys give it up for Ebear real quick. Give it up for Ebear. All right, so that is the whole purpose of what we're doing right now. I want you guys to be able, as well as God wants you to be able to rightly divide the, girl, the word of truth. The Bible says that every scripture, that means everything front to back from Genesis to Revelations, it is inspired by who? Who's the Bible inspired by? Inspired by who? It's inspired by God for teaching, rebuking, um, for correction and training so that the man of God can be, man or woman of God can be fully equipped in every single thing that they do. All right, there are two words that I want you to consider when it comes to studying the Bible. One is called um, exegesis, 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 and the other one is called eisegesis. Exegesis and eisegesis. These are two words I learned when I was in college. Some of you guys will never, ever hear these words again, but I need to explain these words to you so you can understand the importance when it comes to studying God's word. What do you think exegesis means? Exegesis. Whenever you hear the word exit, it means what? To leave, okay? Exodus, that means that they're leaving somewhere. It also means to draw out. So whenever you hear the word exegesis, you're talking about drawing out what the text actually is talking about. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to exegete a text so that you can get the true meaning of what the text means. Eisegesis means reading my own interpretation into the text. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 talks about uh, if my people who are called by, the, my, by, by my name will humble themselves, seek my face and pray, then I'll hear from heaven and then I will hear their land. How many of you guys have ever read that or you've ever seen that verse? You've ever seen that verse? You've seen that verse, right? And what it ends up a lot of times, what people will do is that we will eisegete that text, that particular verse and say, man, that means that God is going to heal America. He's going to fix everything that is going on in America. He's going to fix it all. And what it means is this, when the author wrote this particular verse or this chapter, it was intended for a different group of people. At the time, miracles weren't even thought about. So it was intended for a different group of people. So we want to make sure that when we study in God's word, that we exegete the text and not eisegete the text. Because when I eisegete the text, that means I'm putting my own interpretation on it. When I look at the Bible, man, I look at the Bible in three different approaches. There are three different approaches. There's a now and then approach. What do you think of the now and then approach? What do you think that is? Like now and then. Now and then. All right, let's make it more personal. If I tell you um, every now and then you read the Bible, what do you think that means? Say it again. Every so often. Every so often. Every now and then. You were right. What, what did you have? What you got? Uh, yeah. You okay? You okay? All right, so you have a now and then approach. Now and then approach, man, I read the Bible every now and then. If something's going wrong in my life, I read the Bible. Every now and then. It's not as important because nothing's really going on in my life, so therefore I won't read it. A lot of us have the now and then approach. Now, these are things I came up with on my own, through my own studying and different words. But then you have another approach which is called, oh, let's do this real quick. Oh, did I do that? I guess I did. All right, somebody tell me what this is. What is this? It's a what? All right, so there is an approach I call the rake approach, right? Do you get a, how many of you guys have ever had to rake your own yard? You had to rake your yard, right? 
Right. Okay. All right. So here we go. So um, back when I was you guys' age, you know, I would rake my yard and my, I would get paid for it. Um, I had to cut grass. I had to get all the grass up. And I did all this because I wanted to make the yard um, um, look, look pretty, right? They would look pretty. Now, this is work, but it's a different type of work. It's almost, I'm going to read the Bible just to be reading the Bible, but it's a very, very slow growth. I'm not growing as fast as I should be growing because all I want to do is just kind of read through the Bible. I'm just kind of um, somewhat going through the motions or whatever. So I have the rake approach. I mean, I'm just raking because I want to make the yard, I want to make my life look pretty. All right, so then you have the rake approach. That is productive, and please, please understand, it's not that that approach is wrong. It's just not the best approach. But then you have, somebody tell me what this is. It is a shovel. And what do what, what, what I leave this shovel for? For what? For what? To dig. to dig, right? So I want to talk to you guys about having the shovel approach when it comes to digging into God's word. My wife, um, during this pandemic, um, has picked up a new hobby of planting flowers, right? So during this whole time, man, I had to dig a ton of holes. And that brother was out there sweating like crazy. I mean, I'm sweating. I'm having to change shirts because I'm sweating. I'm digging holes. She's like, can you dig a hole right there, right there, right there, and right there? I'm digging holes. I'm saying, like, okay, woman, if you ask me to dig another hole, it's going to be a problem. Like, that's how I'm feeling. So I'm working. And so whenever you do Bible study, whenever you're studying God's word, you got to have the shovel approach because I want to dig into what it is that God is saying so that I can have a better interpretation and a better application for my life. So we want to make sure we have the shovel approach. The next thing you want to talk about is this. Like, why do we, why, why do you think, why, we, why do we study the Bible? What is the purpose behind studying the Bible? Why do you think we study the Bible? What you got? To learn about Jesus Christ. To learn about Jesus Christ. What's another reason why we study the Bible? To improve our own lives. To improve our own life. What's another reason why we study the Bible? What you got? Yeah. Because it's fun. For what? Because it's fun. Because it's fun. Okay, what's another reason why we study the Bible? Okay, those are absolutely right. None of those are wrong. Let me give you my five reasons why we study the Bible. My first reason is this. The reason why we study the Bible is for spiritual growth. You can see it on the screen here. We study to connect with God. We study to share our salvation. We study to exalt the Savior. We also study, which is a very, very good one here, is to find guidance in an ungodly world. That's why we study the Bible. All the answer that you guys gave was absolutely great. These are just the five that I came up with. All right, so let me go ahead and try to get through this because we got about 25, about 20 minutes. You, right, did you guys get it? You couldn't get it? You need to go back to it? All right, go back to that last one. They're trying to get that. They're trying to get it. They're trying to get those five real quick. We got to slow down just a tad, um, just a little for middle school, but that's totally fine. So we studied the Bible for those five reasons. Uh, I'm going to keep going. They'll leave that up there, and then they'll put the next group of things that I have for you guys to take notes. All right, there are five components that when it comes to studying God's word. The first component is this, is preparation. When I say preparation, I'm talking about you need to pray before you dive into God's word. You need to pray before you dive into God's word. It's the same way when you guys take tests at school. You prepare yourself for the test that you're getting ready to You study 
for the text. The next one is observation. Observation. What, what is it that I see? What is it that I see when I'm reading this? Who wrote it? Why did they write it? When did they write it? How did they write it? Like, where did they write this? That's all important. Observation would be like, man, what do you see when you guys come into this building? What do you see when you go outside? When you go outside tonight, what are you going to see? You're going to see the stars. What else? Cars. What else you going to see? You see the moon? Say it again. Me standing there being very cool. What else you going to see? Oh, you're going to see all of God's creation. So that's observation. What are you going to see? What are you going to see? I, okay. I, um, yeah. Okay. Oxygen. You're going to see oxygen. All right. So here we go. So we got, we got preparation. We got observation. The next one is interpretation. Um, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2 and 15 to rightly divide God's word. It tells us to, um, to accurately handling God's word. And does anybody know what, what was Paul's job? Like, what did Paul do to make money? This guy, his name used to be Saul, but he, um, he met Jesus and changed his name, God changed his name to Paul. What did Paul used to do? What was Paul's job? Oh, somebody just said it. What now? He made tents, right? So when Paul writes this and say about accurately handling the word of God, what Paul is talking about is cutting the line. So whenever Paul would make tents, the line had to be cut perfectly so the tent would look right. That's what Paul is saying. Paul says, whenever you study God's word, you want to make sure that you're accurately handling God's word. So you want to make sure the interpretation. The next one is application. How does this apply to me? How does what I'm reading apply to me? What does this mean for me? And the next one is, what's the next one? Clarification. clarification. What I mean when I say clarification is this. There was a group of people in the Bible called the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, that whenever Paul would preach, they would go back and study the scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying was actually right. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? If I'm up here teaching every single week, what does that mean for you? You need to go back and review what I'm teaching you to make sure I'm teaching you something right. And please understand, there have been times, Lord knows there have been times, Lord knows there have been times where I have butchered a text. When I say butchered one, that means having a bad outfit on. Like I have just put a bad outfit on it. It look, oh, it would be equivalent to me walking in here with some uh, red shirt with some purple pants and some green shoes. I'm over looking like a straight clown. Like, I'm telling you right now, that's what it would be like. So I want to make sure, uh, give me one, give me two. So you want to make sure that whatever somebody's teaching you is actually correct. All right, so let's do this and let's have a little fun with it. We're going to read verses, um, 1 John verses 1 through 4, and then we're going to break it down. And we have about 20 minutes. All right, so here we go. He says, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our own eyes, with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was revealed and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and 
heard, we proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. Whenever you study the Bible, man, the very first thing, and you guys had this on your sheet of paper, is that you had to go and figure out who the author was, right? So who was the author for what you guys were doing in small group? Okay, so guess who the author of this book is? It is John. It is, you're absolutely right. So, all right, so, and then you also had to go and find out what the purpose of the book was, right? You had to find out what the purpose of the book. So this, but the purpose of this book, um, 1 John, is this. There was a group of people um, called um, Gnosticism where they were teaching that Jesus Christ was not. That is a huge, big word. You probably never, ever hear it again. And don't even, don't even worry about asking me how to tell you how to spell it because I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You'll never hear the word again. I just need to tell you this, so then at this point you understand why I'm breaking the text down to where I am. They were studying Gnosticism. They were teaching a heresy that basically said that Jesus Christ was there in spirit but not in bodily form. That is the whole purpose of First John. So make sure you remember the purpose because whatever the purpose is, is going to dictate what the scripture is trying to tell us when we read it. All right, so, um, and... The first four verses that we just read is basically telling us that Jesus Christ was incarnate, incarnation of himself. He it was physically formed on the earth. So whenever you do Bible study, whenever you say in the Bible, we want to make sure we look at key words. All right, so here we go. Key words are going to pop up on the screen. I want you to, I'm going to point to the words. You tell me what the words you see. What's this word right here? Beginning. Beginning. What? All right, go to the next one. Go to the next one. Okay, good, good. Go to the next one. All right, let me ask you this here. How many times did you see the word seen? So do you think it's important? Okay, four or five times. How many times did you see the word heard? Okay. How many times did you see the word manifest? All right, how many times did you see the word reveal? Right, okay, at least once. All right, so what about Father. Okay, so here we go. So those are the observations that we see when we're reading the text. Let me go back to the very first one real quick. Whenever you see the word beginning, uh, go back to the verse one. All right, here we go. What was from the beginning? What do you think he's referring to? What do you think John is referring to? Oh, say it again. You're absolutely right. When he wrote, uh, when Moses wrote in Genesis, in the beginning was God. And then you also, if you read the book of John, it says in the beginning. Boy, look at that. Who said that? Look at Eber over there getting it all right. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so remember, what did I tell you the purpose of the book was? The purpose of the book is what? What's the purpose of the book? Mm-mm. No, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. What's the purpose? To bear witness, to bear witness of what? Mm, no, I'm going to say the purpose again. I'm going to say the purpose again. I'm going to say the purpose again. The purpose of the book is to prove that Jesus Christ was in physical form on the earth. Match again. What's the purpose of the book? All right, so here we go. All right, so in order for me to prove that, Guess what I got to have? No, yes, but no. 
I'm gonna give you three words that start with an E. The very first one is this. In order for me to prove that, I need to have evidence. I gotta have evidence, I gotta have evidence. What do I mean when I say that? Evidence, all right, so here we go. He says, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our own eyes. Okay, first of all, who are these we? Who are these we, who are these we people? Who, say it again? Right, so, right, so, here we go. What John is doing is that John is telling the people that are reading this, showing them that what they are being taught is wrong because they physically saw Jesus. They had evidence that Jesus exists in the flesh, in the flesh. So John does this. John says, hold on, let me tell you something. First, go ahead and get it right. Jesus exists before anything else exists. He also tells them that there is a profession that means that people were proclaiming and talking about it. He also tells them about the perception of what they see. And then he also tells them the proximity. What does proximity mean? Say it again. All right, so let me ask you this here. How can John write this? How can John write this? Why, Why would John write that? Why would John say if I touch and I seen it? Why would John write that? Why? Say it again. Say it again. It's his proof. But John couldn't write that unless he was actually near Jesus. Right? All right. So you have the evidence. You have the evidence. You have the evidence. The next thing, the next E word is this. So I have the evidence. And the next word is this. But let me, before I give you the next E word, John mentions three of the five senses. What's the three, five, three senses that John mentioned? What, say it again. What was he up? Say it again. He heard. Okay, you're absolutely right. There are three. He heard it, he saw it, and he felt it. So that's evidence, right? Okay, but then people still don't believe it. They like, John's like, you know what? I'm going to show you the evidence that he is real, that he was actually here on earth. John said, okay, you don't believe that. Okay, let me give you some eyewitnesses. All right, so here we go. Let's go through the eyewitnesses real quick. Eyewitnesses. All right, here we go. Somebody tell me, what is we as it relates to in English or in lit? What is that? Say it again. Yeah, it's multiple people, but it's a, it's a what? It's all with the P. What is it? It is a pronoun. So here we go. So John, all right, let's go through this real quick. Let's go through this real quick so we can see who the eyewitnesses are. John says, we, we, our, we, our, hold on one second. All right, go to verse two. They go, they go, we again. He says, us, go to verse three, see if anything in verse three. There's we again. So who are the eyewitnesses that are experiencing this right here? Who? Who are, who, who are the eyewitnesses that's experiencing it? John and who else? John, Jesus' um, mother, Jesus' father, and the people that gave him the gifts. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're kind of mixing stories there, but that's okay. That's okay. Let me break it down for you. Let me break it down for you. All right, like 10 minutes. Break it down for you. All right, so the witnesses that... John is referring to is the disciples. 
He's, he's telling the people, this is what he's telling the people. We saw this. We experienced this. We did this. So in order to prove everything that was taking place, John had to tell the people that there were eyewitnesses there proving the purpose of the book. And the purpose of the book is what? What's the purpose of the book? Yes, right. So here we go. Here we go. So I had to prove that. All right. So you have evidence. You have eyewitnesses. And then the last one is this. Excuse me. The last one is this. Is experiences. The last one is experiences. So here we go. This is the last one. Experience. What did they experience? They heard it. They seen it. They looked at it. They touched it with their own hands. Verse two, the life was revealed to them. We have seen and testified, proclaimed to you, revealed to us. And then he says this again. We have what we have seen, heard, we proclaim they fellowship and fellowship. So basically, they're experienced something only because they were around Jesus. What's the purpose of the book again? All right, so in order for them to prove that he existed, they had to tell the people about the evidence, they had to tell the people about the eyewitnesses, and they had to share their experiences. And the experience that they shared was this. One, they, have a, they had a relationship with Jesus. How do I know they had a relationship with Jesus? How do I know that? I'm answering that question for you. The reason why I know they had a relationship with Jesus is because he said, basically, he hung out with him. Which implies this. If you really want to, if you really want to know Jesus, you may want to hang out with him. It's real simple. It's real simple. If you really want to know him, you may probably just want to kind of dive into his word. If you really want to know him, you kind of want to dig into his word. So this is how you said the Bible. Not only that, not only that, the experience that they had also was that they had fellowship with him. They hung out with Jesus. They talked to him. They talked to him every single day because they cannot make that. John cannot write that unless he hangs out with Jesus. Not only that, they have discipleship, which means that they are growing in the knowledge of knowing him. Their life is consistent. So you have observation. And go back. You have preparation, which means I need to pray. You have observation. And the next one that you have is interpretation. And this is the thing. When I interpret, I'm trying to interpret what the author's intent was when he wrote this for us. So I ask you again, what is the purpose of the book? Say it again. Hold on. They showed proof that Jesus came in physical form. So the interpretation of the text is this. The author is telling us, he's wanting us to interpret that Jesus was a real person that lived on earth. That's all. Real simple. Real simple. That's all he's trying to do. He wants to prove the teaching that other people was teaching wrong. That's all he wanted to do. So, if I have the observation, 
I have the interpretation. What's next? What's next? Say it again. Application. So you have to ask yourself the question, how does this apply to my life? How does this apply to my life? Because if I know the purpose, I know the interpretation. Now I can apply it to my life. So the first thing I need to do is this. How does, how does this verse, how does these verses apply to my life? The first way it applies to my life is this. I have to acknowledge the evidence. What's the evidence? What is the evidence? The evidence is this. Say it again. That they saw him. They saw him. That's the evidence. They hung out with him. Not only do I have to acknowledge the evidence, I have to acknowledge the eyewitnesses. Who are the eyewitnesses? The disciples. Not only do I acknowledge the eyewitnesses, I have to acknowledge their experience. They had an experience with Jesus. They had an experience with Jesus. And this is your take home for tonight. This is your take home for tonight. My belief to believe in Jesus is built on evidence, eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses and experiences. That's how it's built. So basically what I've done is that I've went through in about 30 to about 30 minutes about how just to teach one simple text. And it's the same thing you guys did in small group. And you're going to do that for the next three weeks because our desire is for you to know how to do this, for us to equip you on how to do this, that you can do this on your own. So when you text me and say, Patrick, how do I study the Bible? I can say to you, hey, did you show up? Were you here for three weeks when we went through this series? So you want to make sure that you are doing that. You guys are getting ready to leave and head out and go home on your way out, on your way out. Um, there's a couple of uh, leaders will be outside. Um, I think Jen, Jocelyn, a couple of other people outside. They're going to give you two books. They're going to give you two books. One is Know Your Bible. And in here, it's going to have 66 books. It's going to tell you the purpose of the book, who wrote it, when they wrote it. And then the other one is How to Study the Bible. It's a lot of the information I gave you tonight came directly out of this book. And some of it is stuff that I, I know on my own because I've been doing this for a very, very long time. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for an opportunity to be here with these wonderful students. I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, God, that was something that was said tonight. We'll touch their hearts and their minds, God, that they will have the motivation to go and study your word and study your word in such a way, God, that they have spiritual growth so they can be more like your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy. We pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next steps, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.